Abortion advocates at the House hearing failed to say whether that it takes a human life or not. A $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill has been passed by the House. We're going to go over the, the Republicans who voted for it, a bunch of rhinos, and a federal court of appeals issues a temporary halt on the Biden vaccine mandate. We'll get to all this and more in just one second. If you can, please drop the video like, subscribe, and post notifications on if you're just going to leave. If you can't listen to the full episode of the show, the Joey Saladino Show on all the podcast apps, go there right now and subscribe. Also, the show is completely fun and supported by you guys, so become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, Patreon supporter, or even a supporter over on local. And let's get right into this. If it, you, you would not support the murder of a small child, right? No one would. No civilized person would. Why do we support the taking of a life of a child right before they're delivered? No civilized person should support forced pregnancy. Does abortion take the life of something that's alive? No one should be forced to remain pregnant against their will. Answer the question. You're not answering my questions. Let me, let me ask the doctor uh, on this screen. Um, is it okay? Uh, or let me ask you this. Does abortion kill something that's alive, take the life of something that's alive? Yeah, you can, you Sir... The way that you're asking these questions actually intentionally invite violence and harassment to both of us, to all of us. I'm sorry, that I is an absurd you. response. You're a medical doctor. Tell so facts, the facts and reality of the situation is what she's afraid of. Hmm. Tell me if the, the tell me if the, the, if there's an unborn child in the womb or not, if, are we killing something that's alive? When you, when you dismember something in the womb, is that a human being or not? It's a living being, yes or no? I'm here to talk about medical care. Yes, this is a direct question about medical First off, I just want to say she has she and her on her Zoom call description. Care, ma'am, you positioned yourself as an expert on the issue. Are we taking a life or not? Is it a life, yes or no? What you are discussing is not the reality of how abortion care is delivered in this country. If, you know, if we were in a courtroom, I would say that that's non-responsive. And I think I, we all know why you don't want to respond to that, because... The obvious fact here is that you're taking a human life. It's a small human life. It's a human being. Let me ask you, doctor, should abortion be allowed because of the sex of the preborn child, in your medical opinion? I do not believe that there should be any restrictions on the bodily okay. autonomy. All right, so, if, if, so hold on. So if someone gets a, 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 a pregnancy test and they say it's a, it's a little girl and I want a little boy, it's okay to abort that, that child? I have never seen a pregnancy test that tells you this. Would it be okay or not? If someone I've knows they, if someone has an ultrasound, they know we have, have one sex and they want to abort it. Is that okay? The time of the gentleman has expired, Ms. Garcia. I'll just note that no one answered the questions. Thank you. You'll bet. I mean, damn, that, that's a good point too. But you, I love how the left is—is is they're like they try to home in on one specific point. I don't know that pregnancy test that does that. But it's not the point. That's not the point. You can find the gender. Okay, then um, an ultrasound, you find it out. Like the the, the the essence of the question. Like the the left, the Democrats, they try to avoid the essence of the question. And I love how not a single one answered that. Um, so let, let's read. Let's read the article. So let's see what it says. During the House hearing over the controversial textual abortion law, uh, two advocates continued to decline Rep. Mike Johnson's questions about the procedure. Uh, Stephanie, whatever, co-executive director of Florida Access Network in Texas, uh, doctor, uh, were both asked by Rep. Johnson about whether abortion ended human life. Uh, they repeatedly dodged Johnson's questions and asked, is it okay to murder a 10-year-old child? To which he responded, no, no one should be forced to remain pregnant if they don't want to. Uh, the, when Johnson repeatedly with the question, okay, I'm deeply offended that you would call me a murderer. After a few minutes, Johnson asked, what if this stinks in, okay, whatever. Okay, you guys get it. You guys saw it. 
Now, here's the thing. Here's the thing that, that's like, I guess, the big question out there. It's, it's, there, is a, there is massive holes. There are massive flaws in the logic of abortion because they're, they're trying to— what they, what they have to say, what they, I guess, they factually have to say it is that it is ending a human life. And it's the reason why they didn't answer the question because they know that it is ending a human life, and they know that just going to, one, it's going to look really bad for them, two, they don't want to quite admit it. It's the reason why they didn't answer the question. Simple as that. Um, because once you agree that it is ending a human life, then what? when does it make it, like, then it's just all okay. It's just all okay to, to murder a human life if you see fit. Um, lots of holes. Don't want, to really get, don't want to really get too much into the whole abortion thing, but there's so many holes and flaws in their arguments. Um, anyway, guys, let me know what you think. So the $1.2 trillion infrastructure bill has been passed in the House, and it's now on its way to Biden. Now, I'm going to go over, I want to go over, there have been 13 Republicans who voted in favor of this, 13 rhinos who voted in favor, and I want you guys to see if you can identify any of these people. I'm really bad at pronouncing last names, so let me try my best. Don Bacon of Nebraska, Brian Fitzpatrick of Pennsylvania, Andrew Garbarino of New York, Andrew Gonzalez of Ohio, John Katko from New York, Adam Kissinger from Illinois, Nicole Maliotakis from New York. That's the person I ran against, and I tried to tell everybody she was a rhino, and nobody agreed. Nobody, nobody, nobody listened. Uh, David McKinley of West Virginia, Tom Reed of New York, Chris Smith of New Jersey, Fred uh, Fred Upton of Michigan, Jeff Van Drew of New Jersey, Don Young of Alaska. So if you know any of these people, if they're in any of your districts, if they're in any of your states, uh, you know, let's be sure to send them to an early retirement because this is why we're never going to have the majority because we have rhinos like that. And the thing that upsets me the most is my district, my hometown of Staten Island, New York, is the only pro-Trump Republican district out of all of New York City. And yet, who do we vote for? Who do we vote for? An anti-Trump supporting anti-Trump rhino. Like, this is the problem. This is the problem. This is why uh, the people who are in charge of these things, they're all corrupt. It's all about the money, the money, 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 money. So on Friday night, the House passed a bipartisan infrastructure bill after a standoff between the moderates and progressives. Uh, the $1.2 trillion package provides funding towards improving roads, bridges, waterways, ports, blah, blah, blah. blah. Um, it was passed at um, twenty. 228 to 206 votes with 13 GOP lawmakers and six Democrats crossing party lines in the vote. In August, the Senate voted 69 to 30 to approve it. The bill now awaits approval from President Biden. The bill included a written agreement for most moderates saying that they would vote for a broader spending package if the CBO score was aligned with the White House estimates, according to the Daily Caller. Biden had said, I am urging all members to vote for both the rule of consideration, the Build Back Better Act, and the final passage by Pontiac. I'm confident that during the week of November 15th, the House will pass the Build Back Better Act and he can, as he continued. Um, the House Speaker Pelosi had originally planned to hold votes in, on both the infrastructure and the spending bills, uh, but that was a plan that drops the most matter. It's okay. Members of the squad were the only one, only Democrats that voted against the bill. The six representatives of AOC, Ilana Mar, Bush, Rashida Tlaib. Okay, you know the squad. Isn't that crazy that the squad voted against it, but yet we got these Rhino Republicans voting for it? Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. Congressional Progressive Caucus Chair uh, tweeted, 
The longer the Build Back Better Act is delayed, the more time corporate interests have to derail these popular, necessary, and over long due investments in working people's family, creating a time to get done for the people. Democrats are hopeful that the spending bill will pass the House by Thanksgiving. Then it make way for the Senate, where all 50 de- Democrats would have to vote for it to pass. And then obviously that would pass because we're going to have some rhinos like voting in favor of it. So, um, yeah, I mean, hey, this is the problem. This is why you we we need to be super. This is why this is why primaries are more important than the general election, in my opinion. Because at the end of the day, when it comes out of the general, people are going to be voting down party lines. When it comes to the primary, and there's three conservatives or three Republicans running, you got to look and and actually say, okay, which one is actually going to vote for our best interests? That that's that's all you should really care about at the end of the day. Are they going to actually be voting in line with the party? In line with what they truly, at least what they truly think is best, are they actually going to be voting that way? Or are they going to succumb to the corporate interest? Or are they going to be a rhino? I think, my personal opinion, the only way for um, at least New York, um, at least the blue districts, only way to actually get proper representation uh, or, or stuff that would actually, not, not proper representation, I say stuff that would actually make the city better, I think is if, if um, you get some dinos to run, Get some, you know, black transgender woman to run who has a history of being a Democrat, and then as soon as she gets into office, um, she just votes for Republican stuff. I think that's the best way to actually fix the city up. I think someone should really start working on that. So federal court of appeals issues a temporary halt on the Biden vaccine mandate. Texas sued the Biden administration over the mandate earlier this week. So this seems to be a huge win. And let's hope this is a pathway for for victory against the mandate. A federal court issued Texas a temporary victory in the lawsuit against the Biden administration coronavirus vaccine mandate, issuing uh, a stay on the controversial federal government regulations in Texas. Yesterday, I sued the Biden administration over its unlawful OSHA vax mandate. Texas Republican Attorney General tweeted on Sunday, we won just this morning, citing grave uh, situation and constitutional issues. The Fifth Circuit stayed the mandate. The fight is not over. I will never stop resisting this admin's unconstitutional overreach. Earlier this week, Paxton sued the Biden administration over the mandate and argued that the move to focus workers, uh, the company's uh, over 100 employees to be vaccinated or undergo weekly testing is flatly unconstitutional. Biden's new vaccine mandate on the private businesses uh, business is a breathtaking abuse of power. Paxton tweeted Friday, OSHA has only limited power and specific responsibilities. This latest move goes out of the way of those bounds. Uh, this standard is flatly unconstitutional. I'm asking the court to strike it down. OSHA has given employees with more, okay, and, and apparently they were flirting the idea of actually doing this for companies that have less than 100 employees, and that will include probably me, because I, I mean, if you have an LLC and you, and you have some people on your payroll, you're probably going to have to be forced to take the vaccine. I mean, the Democrats are always going to try these little things, they're going to try loopholes, they're going to try things, what is already in our law, what is already of the law of the land, and how could we abuse that? And this is why it's more dangerous. This is why I end up leaning more libertarian because they'll take something like OSHA. I'll be completely honest with you. I don't know much about OSHA. All that I know is, hold on, all that I know is that the Democrats are using OSHA um, for their own political agenda. They're taking something that should have been uh, for safety. It's Occupation Safety and Health Administration. Uh, the Safety and Health Administration is largely regulated agency in the United States. Department of Labor originally had federal visitors, powers, inspectors, and examined workplaces. So you see something like this, and you think, 
and I bet you a lot of moderates, a lot of probably a lot of conservatives would agree with something like this. Okay, you know, let's make sure everything's you know safe in the workplace. I'm sure there's a lot of people that would support it. I mean, it, it was formed in 1971, so they'll take something innocent like that and they'll abuse it, and they'll they'll find something they can use and find something they can abuse. And this is why I'm I'm a, a high believer in the free market and the people making these decisions. You know. In my libertarian, I guess mindset, I don't. I'm not a libertarian. Uh, I don't identify as a libertarian, but I, I, I like to fall along the lines of smaller governments because you don't want to. You got to think ahead. You can't do something that the left can then eventually abuse for their own pl- purpose of power. That's, I think, my biggest concern whenever I see any Republican governors or even conservatives supporting something. That would lead to more government control over something, and then the dem- is this, I'll look at it and say, is this is this something that's going to set a precedent where a Democrat would then could come in in the next election and use that same exact thing, but for nefarious, evil purposes for their agenda? And if the answer is no, then I guess I would probably be more along the lines of support it. If we're trying to push something that sets a, sets a precedent that the Democrats could come in and use it against us and use it for evil, then we have to say no to stuff like that because it's going to happen. It's just inevitable. We're not going to have the right guy in office at all times. And that's one of the things that the, a lot of the socialists believe. They're like, we just need the right dictator. We just need Bernie Sanders. We just need the right person to promote the socialism, someone who isn't a sellout, which Bernie Sanders ended up being a sellout. So... There's never going to be the right person. There's never going to be the right person in charge. You got to. We got to just make sure that they don't have the weaponry to use against us. That's what we need to make sure. We have some system of like. I guess it's a way, a way of checks and balances to a certain extent. But anyway, guys, let me know what you think. Please drop me a like, subscribe to the notifications on every single day. If you can listen to flips, so the show, the Joey Saladino, uh, on all the podcast apps, or the Joey Saladino show. So completely fun and supported by you guys. So become a YouTube channel member, Facebook channel member, or even a Patreon supporter. Go ahead, um, you know, click all the buttons, um, help with the algorithm. Thank you guys so much for watching and listening. Peace out.